Hello, and welcome to the weekly worship podcast for Fuquay Arena, United Methodist Church. We think it's important, not just that you listen today, but we would invite you to worship with us today. If you'd like to further engage your faith or the community around you and like to partner with us, uh, please visit our website, fvumc.org, for more information. Also, we'd love to hang out with you on a Sunday morning, whether that's live, online, or in person. Online on Sunday mornings on our website or Facebook page or YouTube channel, you can enjoy the venue with us, which is a worship service crafted for community online, or you can join our live in-person services online at 1010 for our contemporary, 1115 for our traditional. If you'd like to worship in person with us, we have worship at 9 o'clock and 1010 for our contemporary worship services and 1115 for our traditional worship. At the end of the day, we believe that when and where you worship is not nearly as important as that you worship. And so we're so glad to be with you today, worshiping together. Hello, everyone. I'm very happy, very blessed to be sharing this message with you on this uh, fabulous uh, sermon series. And as we continue with our conversation, I want to come back to the image that Pastor Owen shared about the bulletin board in the adult wing um, last week. He talked about how someone was walking by it and and that person saw the this message reflecting the image of God and they thought to themselves, no, I don't. And after having that thought, they saw the second part of, of the of the board saying, yes, you are. It, it's, it's fascinating to me. It, it can be easy to walk through life encountering messages in, in bulletin boards, in scriptures and conversations in which we are reminded that we are reflecting the image of God. But yet, there is always a cultural context informing how we understand and how we respond to those statements, to those communications. Sometimes we even have been told for so long that for one reason one reason or another, we don't or we cannot recognize the God's divine image in ourselves. Not so long ago, I was waiting to be served in a restaurant and small talk turned into a big theological conversation without even realizing it. I share that I'm a pastor in the area and I will be preaching on my church in this uh, in this sermon series. And then the curiosity of this person blew my mind as she had never heard that both men and women reflect the image of God. Is your church one where one is not more important than the other one? That's what she asked. Are you saying that I'm reflecting God? Am I a reflection of God? And as she asked this question, I thought back to this bulletin board and I, I thought to the same moment, yes, 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 you are a reflection of God. And and I, I feel like it's important that we have this kind of conversations, that this, this conversation, this questioning, happen because questioning why you struggle to see that reflection in yourself is a good place to start 
questioning why you struggle to see the value and God's reflection in the one around you, the one that looks differently, the, the one that acts differently than you, that might be a second good step. And as I interrogate myself on this on this matter, I come to the realization that that we all want to avoid this the pain of being only a number. We all want to recognize, to be recognized and to be cherished as 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 somebody, as someone important. This is very clear when we see general generation C and generation alpha. They they how they seek and desperately look to be seen, looking to belong to something bigger than themselves. Statistics say that those generations won't trust traditional institutions as we other generations do. And this might be one of the reasons why they struggle to connect with with religion, with this institution that that has been part of of their lives. However, we need to recognize that they are not the only ones. We see this on how uh, marketing campaigns work. For example, brands do this all the time. They know we all want to belong. So they invite youth and adults to be part of this experience that they are promoting, whatever, whether they are invited to uh, create your inviting you to create your own um, Nikes uh, where you are invited to share a coke with your friend's name on it or even when when you are invited to to share this viral dance on TikTok uh, the goal is to recognize the individual's value and because this is considering the human necessity of belonging. And of course, this is a, this desire to belong is not something new. It's in, in John, we can see this in scriptures, in, in the passage that we are talking about today. In John 4, we find this Samaritan woman who is in deep need. She, 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 need, she wants to belong in in, in it is a, in the Greek word uh, that we read here that suggests that Jesus is moving according to divine necessity. He is called to go to Samaria in, in verse 4. Um, Jesus' decision to go there and to talk to a woman, uh, to talk to these Samaritan women, is a bold move that a bold move to cross boundaries and to extend God's activity to include those who are related to the Jews, but those who have been alienated for a very, very long time. Jesus is reaching out to the ones whose society says that they don't belong. And throughout history, we know that, that Jews and, and Samaritans were not very friendly to each other. Uh, in fact, Jews felt justified in their hatred and mistreatment of, of Samaritans because they were a mixed race who practiced an impure, hell pagan religion. They received only five books of, of 
of Moses, but rejected the writing of the prophets and all the the other Jewish traditions, and 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 because of that, uh, laws in which they were not to live in the same towns, socialize or eat together, had existed for many many years, and this uh, in in this context, being a woman was even more challenging because uh, every woman was uh, to be kept from community during her menstrual cycle. And anyone who came in contact with these women or anything that these women will uh, touch or, or during the time that she was uh, unclean, he that, that other person was also declared unclean and this this like the end of all this is like for a jewish decree samaritan women were considered menstruant from their cradle never good enough to be touched or spoken with there was never a day in their life when that that women will will be clean enough to sit to a next to a Jew. And can you imagine what it must have uh what it must do with um a woman's self esteem to be told every day of her life that there is something wrong with her. Can you imagine what isolation can do to a person in those circumstances? regardless of gender. Maybe we can have a glimpse of that uh, by what happened in, in 2020. And maybe we can see what, what it feels like when we think back into those days. In, in that culture, women, women's value was based on their value as a mother. Therefore, if a woman was unable to have children, to cook, or even if that woman had some strange or like some physical abnormality that was enough or uh, enough reason to end a marriage it was simple for a man to take his wife and and to take that that wife to a public space and to say i divorce you i divorce you i divorce you three times and that was it that was enough uh, women uh, had no say or any way to uh, appeal this, but the stigma of rejection will be something she will have to carry, while the man could move on without that stigma. You might you might have seen uh, on the on the scripture in the passage that we are reading uh, in verses seventeen and eighteen five times. A man has come and promised care to this for this Samaritan woman, and five times she has been rejected. You can imagine the emptiness that she felt. She's probably tired of hearing people whispering behind her um, ear and and reminding her that she and she she. She wasn't enough. She knows her life is bad enough. 
She doesn't need a, a reminder for that. And I imagine she was tired of that culture that seems to give very little value to her humanity. So there is this conversation that, that starts between between Jesus and, and the Samaritan woman. Their, their conversation begins with Jesus acknowledging her value by leaving cultural differences aside, by asking this simple question, this basic question, will you give me a drink? With this basic question, Jesus changes the power dynamic between the two of them. And this, this is a simple act, but it's so transformational. It, society has always said anything. Society has always said that she has nothing to value or not, nothing of value to offer. But in asking this question, Jesus is teaching us a very different strategy for transformation and reconciliation. Instead of establishing a position of authority, Jesus limits his status as a Jewish rabbi saying, I see you and I need your help. Uh, Jesus was, was doing what Jesus is asking us to do. And in doing this, Jesus is empowering these women. And for us, this is a moment that can be a reminder of how often enough we don't acknowledge uh, that every person has something valuable to share with us. This is a life-changing approach that can revolutionize the way that we interact in our local community. And this can be what the church needs to transcend the boundaries of in institutionalism. It's simple, just it's it's simple. It's just by put, putting ourselves out there, believing that each person has value. And as this conversation continues, uh, a human need like physical thirst becomes a metaphor, leading to a more genuine and more um, honest com conversation about what we consider uh, important things in life. Things will, things will always have us returning to that same position. What, what we consider important, they are always going to uh, have us return to that same well. And, and that, the, the things that we often use to try to quench our emotional and spiritual thirst, eventually those are the same things that are taking, uh, that are the things that uh, we unconsciously uh, take the, the most important place in our lives. And we have talked about idolatry as something uh, that relates to this. Uh, Jesus comes along, along and sees her and he sees the whole of her. Jesus sees the past, the present, the future. Jesus sees who she has been, what she yearns for, how she hurts, and all that she might become. And Jesus names 
it all. And now this is a now that this conversation is getting personal, she realizes that she is not talking just to another Jewish man. She says, like, I, I can see now that you are a prophet. I no longer want to talk about me. Maybe we can talk about something else. Maybe we can talk about religion. Let's see uh, what's the better place to, to worship. Is it Jerusalem or is it this place? Uh, you know, she, she tries to do that because it, it sometimes it's easier to talk about differences than it is to talk about those things that we don't want to name out loud. It is easier to talk about who is right and who is wrong than to spend time being intentional about listening to what the Spirit wants to do uh, or the, what the Spirit wants to transform in our lives and the places and the people that have neglected to see because we are busy. We have neglected to see because we are busy doing some important stuff for us. You might be familiar with the story, uh, with this story, and and notice that 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 un, unfinished uh, the sentence unfinished nature in in verses twenty nine and thirty, and especially given what we know about the women's story, uh, we can see come. Uh, she she is proclaiming come and see the man who has told me everything I ever did. And and I can see that uh, like an additional like what what hasn't been said there. Um, this man has told me everything I ever did and loved me anyway. She does not say that those 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 last four words, but they are implicit in her actions and in the joy in which uh, in which she runs to tell everyone what she has experience in in my theological Im imagination i picture this conversation between jesus and and this woman as as one in which the creator meets creation face to face just the same way a painter meets uh, her canvas with no only strokes of paint but with the entire their entire essence the, the artist's essence interacting with its creation. When Jesus looked at these women, he saw the image of God in her, and she left this interaction, knowing that she was not just seen, but she was also loved, just as, just or who she was, like this image created, she was created in God's image. With that in mind, we have intentionally created some spaces, like reflection spaces, as you walk out of the centrum uh, uh, and as you go forth today, and, and you are invited uh, for uh, the venue, you are invited to come whenever you feel comfortable and to come and visit those spaces and, and to make some reflection on, on those spaces in our church. You are uh, and, and those will help us to know that we are created in the image of God. And yes, yes, you are created 
in in the image of God and ultimately this conversation can be can be turned into something that can be replicated in our faith journey as we reflect on who in this congregation might feel like the Samaritan woman and need Jesus but also it gives us space and the opportunity to analyze how we can act collectively to be transformed and to help transform the community in which we live. Again, it's been great to worship together with you today. If you would like to engage your faith with the community around you, we'd love to partner with you in that. You can visit our website, fvumc.org, to find out more information on what that looks like or to reach out to us. I'd like to extend another invitation for you to come and join us online or in person on Sunday mornings live. Uh, and while you're on our website, uh, again, if this is a regular place that you find spiritual sustenance, we'd love to partner with you as we serve our community here in the greater Fuquaverina area. Um, fvumc.org slash give would help you uh, join in with us in all of the wonderful work that happens in and through this family of faith here at Fuquaverina United Methodist Church. It's been great to worship together with you, and we look forward to doing it again soon.